on today's episode, I interview the founder of a direct-to-consumer brand creating an entirely new sports game that's rapidly growing at a rate of 4x year-on-year. Despite the current slowdown in retail, you just don't want to miss this one. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but has also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. I wanted to give the team out at Clavio a shout-out, and that's because they have a COVID-19 daily pulse update. So if you're trying to figure out how the e-commerce industry is affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, look no further because they run a daily survey and then email the daily results to merchants. And you don't have to be a Clavio customer to be part of this. Head over to Clavio.com and you'd find a pop under right on their site. We'll link you to the survey form. Once you fill out the survey form, you're automatically entered and you'd be given updates on a regular basis. Try and update the form regularly. Just head over to Clavio.com. This is really good insightful data for the e-commerce industry best of luck everybody and stay safe hi guys welcome welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show i'm kune your host in this podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail so if you're looking to grow tra- metrics such as traffic conversions and ultimately sales you're tuned into the right show. So today um, we're going to go back to the basics about rapid growth, um, particularly via Facebook. Um, and this is from a brand, first-hand brand perspective. These guys have and they've grown, um, yeah, incredibly well, like four or five X, you know, in 12 months. And yeah, it's incredible their growth. Um, I uh, there are they're creating an entire sport, um, which has sort of segued from um, volleyball. And chances that if you are in the States, um, you would have heard about them. They're called CrossNet. Yeah, without further ado, let's welcome Chris to the show. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? Thank you for having me on, man. Fantastic. Appreciate Where are you dialing in from? I'm from Miami, Florida right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so um, 
let's could you introduce yourself you know um you crossnet um where you guys are yeah so i'm the i'm chris mead i'm the co-founder of crossnet um the chief revenue officer as well so what i kind of handle is pretty much anything sales related building our website uh working and working with our marketing team to make sure all of our messaging is on point we're running new ads uh working also with email marketing team to make sure that our revenue is growing on a daily basis there and then I'm joined with uh, my co-founders, Greg Mead, who is my brother and the CEO of the company. Okay. And our childhood friend, Mike Del Papa, who is an engineer and also CEO of the company. Incredible. Okay, so um, prior to to to, to us going live, uh, I you know, sort of painted a picture as to how I know you guys. Um, so I think I heard a podcast, another podcast, or um, I read an article featuring you um, talking about the astronomical, you might've been in a case study I read, yeah. um, you know, talking about the astronomical growth of CrossNet. And then I went on holiday um, in Greece last um, summer and guess what they were playing? They were, they were playing CrossNet. And I was like, okay, wow, um, this is incredible. Um, just connecting the dots. Um, but you guys, your growth has been predominant in the United States. Um, Correct. You started in 2017, is, is that correct? Yeah, we, uh, we found the company in 2017, uh, kind of worked out the kinks of going through prototype through prototype. Uh, so anyone listening, eventually what it is, is it's a four-way volleyball net that is quickly adjustable for height. So men's, women's, and children in just a second. And there's two use cases for it. One is the way we play. It's a brand new sport. Uh, it combines four square, which is a childhood game, with volleyball. Games are played to 11 and you win by two. So the person serves the ball across. Uh, from there, it's a free-for-all. If you stay alive when you serve, you get one point. And all the players keep their points. So as the game goes on, things get super competitive. You have nine, eight, nine, eight, and people are just trying to eliminate whoever has the highest points. It's amazing garden sport. Yeah, it's, it's real incredible. Cool. Incredible. Um, so let's talk about your background um, and the ideation stage of um, CrossNet, and then we'll move straight into the marketing into how you guys have um, delivered such growth. Cool. Okay, so, so who came up with the idea and what were you guys doing prior um, to 2017? Yeah. So I was working at Uber at the headquarters in New York city. I was working as an account executive selling to restaurants in New York and Boston and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting good sales experience in a tech company. And mm-hmm. then uh, Mike uh, had graduated school, came over one night on a spring break. He said, hey, guys, let's get together and let's think of an idea. I'm not ready to uh, jump into this nine to five life yet. <laughs> so uh, we just had a list of ideas on a piece of paper and we were just jotting ideas down all night. And uh, midnight it started and by 5 a.m. we had four-way volleyball on a piece of paper. <laughs> you don't make this up. It's, it's incredible. So this is, you guys, how do you prep yourselves up um are you guys all geniuses there or you know um do you think this was a stroke of luck how many ideas came through um prior to to eventually all agreeing on on four wave honestly that was it we saw that and we googled it and we're like we were watching espn on the background we all grew up playing sports and espn was on and we're like why is nobody doing this and we googled it and nobody still was doing it on google and then we couldn't find anything and we're like let's do it Okay. So lots of ideas um, are, you know, um, our thoughts, thoughts of, you know, from at the pub or while drinking, but yeah. not many of them actually survive the ideas, ideas. 100%. So how did you guys take responsibility, take ownership of 
moving that idea through was it was it mike or um you know what was it yeah well, luckily we were all home we were all able to have some time i forget the reason why it might have been a vacation or like a, a memorial day weekend or something like that where we had some time off and uh first thing we did we woke up and we went straight to walmart and we bought two volleyball nets uh pretty low cost and rigged them together to make our prototype uh we then invent, like invited our friends over to the house we made up some rules on the spot that we still like tweak to these days. And then essentially we started playing. And when the game was done, everyone asked to play again. And I wanted to play again and everyone else wanted to play again. So we're like, well, we're on to something. It's not like we're even trying. We're just literally having fun in the backyard and we happen to invent something. And then we're like, all right, time to, time to manufacture this thing. Like we're on, we're on to something. Here's our proof of concept. Incredible. Okay. So did you stitch the sort of for prototype one? How did you do it? Because obviously they, they they go horizontal, you know, that yeah. way. So did you have to cop okay, one and then try to tie it together? Yeah, I wish we had a picture. I believe what happened, and Mike would be definitely the guy to ask. I think we cut out the center of one net and then like shoved the pole through the middle of the net. And so there's just like some gap in the center, but it just right. gave us the intersection. I don't think we stitched it, but we, we rigged it up pretty good. It was like standing on one side of my garage and one side of my garden. And like, that's how we made the balance work. It was fun. Oh, well, that's, so that was version one. And then, yeah. um, when, so after the play, um, you guys were convinced that there was a hook with the product. What did you do next? How, where did you go for, for further help? Yeah, we, uh, we found a manufacturer on Alibaba, uh, looked up in the sporting good industry, found somebody who, uh, specialized in creating sporting good nets. So we reached out, sent over our idea, uh, really locked down one person we felt like we could trust, build a relationship with. And that's still the factory we work with today. Incredible. So, yeah. So they sent over a prototype. Uh, it was functional. It was fine. But we found a lot of improvements that we wanted to implement. So it took about four or five rounds of revisions before it was really perfect. And that's where we started really selling in 2018. Interesting. Okay. So let's go to 2018. What kind of numbers were you, how did you find traction? Um, what were the early days like and um, what, what, what was revenue like in, in 2018? And yeah. where were you, did you quit your job in 2018 or were you, you know, moonlighting? So what happened in 2018, I, uh, I was still working in New York. I left, I told my job in June. Uh, for some reason, just around June, my, my lease was up in New York City. Uh, and my friends, this lease were up as well, and they were ready to move. And we all looked at each other and we said, Hey, uh, let's just do this full time. Let's, let's figure it out. If not, we keep, we all have good resumes. We all went to college. We all have strong background. We get another job in a second. So I told my boss at Uber, I said, Hey, I'm moving to Miami in June. If you want me to work remotely for the next six months while I'm in Miami, happy to, I'll go look at the beach while I'm working fine. And for whatever reason, they let me work remotely, uh, for the next six months. Okay. So 2018, I had a full-time job, uh, but obviously my interest was pretty much elsewhere. Uh, and then uh, January 1st, 2019 was my first full-time day as CrossNet employee. I quit the job th that day. But going back to your question, 2018, I just pulled up the Shopify analytics. Uh, we did $74,000 in revenue with all of 2018. How many founders? How many founders? Yeah. Uh, just the three of us. Just the three of you. So yeah. um, you three had three people, 75, 74K, not much. No, not much at all. And we had, at that point, had not taken a dollar uh, 
to from the business. So you were none. saving. You're pretty much just save living in savings. We just kept you're doubling, de- doubling down, doubling down. Um, so yeah. Where did you get your first 100 customers? Uh, where did we get them? So we did a kind of like a friends and family round, which did terrible, awful, just so bad. You have, when you're building an idea, people are like, Oh, I'll support you. And then you have the $150 price point and they're like, Oh, maybe not. Okay. So AOV is at 150 for, for the sale. Yeah, so for, for the, for the and then we played around with shipping a lot. Uh, so now we have shipping UPS ground based on where you live. So average AOV probably about uh, $165 is where it, where we're kind of at. Okay. So uh, the first hundred customers was really us just going to the beach and playing it. We'd set up the game okay. and 30, 40 people would come up to us throughout the day asking to come play, stare at us like, what is this game? And then eventually customers would buy either on the spot or we'd go home and see customers buy. I remember these girls from New York, they bought it in a random town in New York I'd never heard of. And then they post on Instagram every day that they're playing. And then people start buying from their town. And just okay. like, just, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So then that kind of got the thoughts in like the more nets we get into the world, the more free marketing that they're going to be doing while that I was doing at the beach for yeah. me. And the sales will just start trickling in like a spider web. Yeah, this uh, yeah, very exponential um, yeah. because the the product in itself is you know um, it's contagious you know in terms of um, yeah its appeal. So one person was pretty much getting you two, three, four, five customers um, exactly. because people were seeing them, and there are already four people playing that game. Yeah. So one another one of those four people, you know, other three people may you know want to to buy it because you know like they're a in a friend's yeah. house. Yeah, it's a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah, cool. amazing. Amazing. Okay. So, um, when did you start to see, so you saw those trends in 2018, you didn't see that much money, but you realized, yeah. okay, we were onto something here. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's come 2019. What was the strategy? What, what, what was revenue and, yeah. um, what was the strategy from the 75 or so K to, to where you got to in 2019? Yeah. So we went from 75 grand in 2018 to 2.25 million in 2019. Incredible. Uh, so quite a nice job. What was the strategy? The strategy there was just getting more and more content and getting smarter about our ads. Before we would just have one high quality, we, we paid like a videographer friend to make a really nice company video. Mm-hmm. And we'd run the ad on everybody back in the day. And it didn't really work because some people didn't have the 30 seconds or the one minute to watch our cross net overview video. They... We, we found that customers relate more to organic user-generated content. So somebody putting up the eight-second clip of them playing it in their backyard or on the beach, or look at this cool game I just saw at the beach, I'm in Daytona. Those videos resonate way more than our high-quality video that we pay a trained videographer to do. Because those videos are great when I'm at a, a seminar or need something at a trade show booth. But the eight-second iPhone clip of six kids, like kids diving and having fun, always plays off way more real. Yeah, it's emotional. And yeah, exactly. So we started getting a UGC from different types of customers and then running it. How, how did you get UGC? Were they incentivized or did you, was there, was there something yeah. struck? Did you just look for the content and then ask them or? Yeah, um, we would always look for the content. We would always post on our stores like, Hey, if you got a cross net delivery today, uh, please send us a tag. And we would get some content uh, but eventually what we started doing was we would incentivize, say, hey, Amazon gift card 
we're taking like currently right now we're taking submissions to Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We've mm-hmm. gotten dozens and dozens of videos that we'll be able to use for the next few months to monetize on Facebook. But essentially, hey, submit your best video of you playing. You probably have it on your phone already. Uh, enter to win a $50 Amazon gift card. Something okay. as small as that will give us content for months, which is great. Amazing. 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 Um, so user generated. So how long did you run the, the videographer type, you know, professional, you know, company rail thing? Yeah. Um, we ran that for about, I want to say 12 months and we had different variations of it, but it was all like super high quality studio, like studio versions. Uh, then we started getting the UGC 12, when summer 12, came. 12 months in 2018 or 12 months in 2019? Yeah, like the middle of 2018, okay. right before the summer of 2019. And in summer 2019, it just started to really pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so um, organic. So were you now plugging that into your Facebook ads, you know, um, campaign? Correct. Yeah. So we were doing that on Facebook ads. We'd also be doing that through email marketing, sending anybody that we captured on our site. They'd get this nice email saying, Hey, look what you missed at the beach this week. This could have been you. Mm. So stuff like that. Mm. Okay. So, um, how much, so, 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 so how much, what was your spend, um, your, your Facebook ad spend in 2019? Uh, it depends on the, the season since we are a seasonal product and also we ramp up for the holidays. But on our slow months, we could spend anywhere from two hundred to five hundred dollars a day, and then okay. on our on the summer months, we could be all the way up to twenty five hundred to five thousand bucks, just okay. depending on how uh, how good the ads are going. If we have the inventory and our CPA is where we want it to be, we're we're good to keep ramping. Did you manage it, or did you get someone else to to do it for you? I've never managed a day in my life, so I have a, a Facebook expert that I've been working with for a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, now we work with an agency to run those things. So who was who was the Facebook expert you worked with? It was just a kid I went to college with, actually high school with. Yeah. Okay. All right. And yeah, then he was our agency? he was our inter- he was a intern to start. We gave him college credit. He graduated, and then we uh, we paid him. Yeah, fantastic. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, that extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. 
What about the the agency you're working with now? Yeah, they're they're good. They're called the Snow Agency. Uh, so they special, yeah they specialize in Facebook ads. Uh, okay. Yeah, good results. Incredible. Okay, so um, 2019, um, you started to you you you, you pivoted to, to using user generated you know content, and you also talked about the fact that um, you serve various demographic of um, users, various kinds of content. Correct. Could you could you explain the kind of content? and um, the demographics, how you match it, how you figure out how to match it. Yeah. So it kind of got broke down to, we found that our, the target buyer actually ended up being moms and dads buying for their children. When we invented the game, we figured it would be people like myself, 27, maybe 22 in college, 19, looking to have that fun. Granted, there are tons of buyers for the game at that demo, but on a daily basis, the people reacting to the Facebook ads are the moms. So we've built more content geared towards them so they can envision what they're going to see when they have their daughter set up the game in the backyard on a Sunday afternoon. It's not the Olympians spiking it. It's the 12-year-olds playing and with the, with the lower version of the net showing its height adjustability, and they're just plopping it over learning volleyball skills because that's actually what's happening in the backyard. Yeah. So we've kind of accepted that, and we started getting content for those different demographics. If I'm on... I'm going, to watch, I'm going to be served the video of the Olympians playing. So the Latvian Olympic, Olympic volleyball team we have video from. And they're spiking it. They're diving. They're going crazy. Like that interests me more than the 12-year-old barely touching the ball. True. So that's where we started getting really smart about it. And that was honestly right around winter time of last year where we kind of put those pieces together. And in 2020, you, you guys have blown out. You're doing 40K days. Yeah, 2020, we're almost already at a million bucks. Uh, probably will end the year, give or take eight to 10 mil. I, honestly, it changes every day, but I would be pretty sad if we didn't hit that. We just uh, started uh, nationwide with Academy Sports, uh, which is 256 locations. Uh, we're nationwide with Shield Sporting Goods, and we also go live with Dick Sporting Goods in a few weeks. So, Okay, so um, how has retail distribution changed the business? It's frustrating. It's so frustrating because the, the money's great, but they just order so unpredictable, like unpredictable sometimes. So they become a supply chain business rather than a marketing business. Exactly. You know? And then it's weighing who's more important, the e-commerce customer or the wholesale customer. And it's like, it's tough. Like we just got an order the other day from a, a wholesaler out of the blue for 500 units. And it's cool. like, that's 500 customers who may be backordered now. So what's, it's like, the, what's the timeline for, for the delivery immediately or? Um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we were always open to negotiate and we, I'm pretty candid about our business. Like, Hey, we're, we're figuring out nobody expected us to be at eight mil or even two mil last year. So they understand and they're seeing the growth with, with us. The buyers are like, Chris, the product was sitting on the shelf for two months. Nobody touched it. And now we can't, now we sold 48 at one location in three weeks. Like what's going on. So, okay. and, and do you see brand awareness also, you know, give the fact that you, you have, you know, space, you know, you have, um, aisle space in, in huge sporting goods, um, you know, stores that, um, that in itself is of stimulating brand name search for hundred percent. And we're actually seeing that they're, they're having displays like on the end of the aisle, just for CrossNet where they had video mm. feeds going and like, they're really pumping. It's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. So, so um, I was going to ask you this question at the end of the podcast, but I think now would be a great time 
what about what do you what what do you envision the future of CrossNet to be? Um, and that's about I mean like running tournaments, actually owning a you know it, you know an amateur sport and a you know hopefully a professional sports work. Yeah, doing so that, in the pipeline. Yeah, one thousand percent. So it's kind of touching it in the beginning. So there's two use cases for how our games played. One is it's the way we invented it, the rules, game to 11, win by two. But on the other hand, we're seeing gym classes using it to learn how to play volleyball. So they're not using mm-hmm. our rules. We're in over 4,000 schools right now where gym classes are learning volleyball, going to class, pumped up that their gym teacher is cool and bought it off Facebook. And now they're going home and running to tell their parents that they have the new cross net and that they need it. But, the, but what I'm getting at is that we're becoming a staple on how to learn volleyball in America. And I think that's a huge other market on top of growing this tournament and Olympic side of the business. So and I want to be a fun way of learning how to play volleyball, by the way. I'll just exactly great way. I hated yeah. volleyball growing up. I touched the ball twice in a, an hour class. There'd be six yeah. on six and on 10. I'd never get the ball. So now kids are getting it spiked every second. Mm-hmm. So one avenue of the business, physical education, my goal, every classroom, everywhere, eventually, one day. Amazing, uh, amazing, great vision. On, on the second end is growing the sport, having tournaments, making it more competitive. Uh, we're dropping a longer net so we could have team battles instead of just one-on-one competition. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really uh, going to try to grow the sport there. And then we had tournaments all scheduled across the country and everything's happening in the world kind of canceled it, but we'll get back to it when everything's a little bit better. Yeah. Right from when I spoke with you prior to this call, I sensed a feeling of optimism as in like, you know, and, and, and this, the optimism is just based on what you've, you, you've experienced, you know, over the, the years with, with, with CrossNet and, you know, um, it, it just seems like you guys are going to hit your, your, your target essentially. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let, let's, so, at the end of 2020, what do you think? What do you think the breakdown will be from um, of revenue um, from sources? Um, so online versus you know um, distribution or, or retail? Yeah, I think the if I really break it down, I'd want to say that it'd close to be seventy percent crossnetgame.com revenue mm-hmm. and about thirty percent retail. And What's I say that. No. Just because our website is so strong, we're getting so many page visitors. And my goal always is we're going to make more money on our .com as long as our ad spend is appropriate than we will with wholesale. But we certainly do have good margins on wholesale. So, Your direct-to-consumer business, really, or brand, yeah. essentially. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, now, um, this is the part I really want to talk about, like Facebook advertising. Um, so, you know, you manage, you know, how your results are terrific, but it's also down to to how you manage your relationships with, um, you know, prior your, your, your Facebook guy and now um, the agency. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about CPA. What, what kind of CPA, what, what's, what's their remit? Um, what do you, where do you focus? Um, where do you focus the efforts on, on a CPA, um, on ROAS or, you know, one, uh, yeah, yeah. CPA or ROAS, what, what's, what's I, your North Star? One million percent on CPA, almost mm-hmm. never on ROAS. If I see the ROAS is good, I know I'm doing well, but it's always how much I'm making as a business owner. And the way I always calculate that is here's my production cost. Here's my shipping cost. Here's my labor cost. 
this is the money I have to play with to kind of get to that sale. If it's in an appropriate amount that I'm happy with selling the CrossNet for, then my business is all good. What's so that number? Uh, it could be anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good as a business owner right now. If we could get that sale within 20, 30 bucks, my product's 150. I know my product cost. That leaves food on the table for the three of us. That's a fifth, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, going back in 2018, what was CPA? And 2019, what was CPA? And what does CPA look like in 2020? 2018, probably like 100 bucks. Whoa. Terrible. Yeah, we were, we, were, we were giving away product for free. Um, 2019, right. depending on the season, uh, we started to get, I mean, we did great in 2019, two, two and two, two and a half million dollars. Like I never expected to even be there. So, um, with that, I remember our projections for 2019, I said 400 grand. So mm, more than <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. So I think 2019, depending on the season, probably be give or take 50 to 70 bucks. So okay. summer would be a little bit easier holiday, a little bit more competitive, but 50 to 70, uh, we were still making cash. And at the volume that we were doing, we are hundred percent profitable, paying each other out pretty good. Uh, but now we, we're getting it lower and lower, which is an amazing feeling. What, what does it look like now in 2020? In, in... Right now we're sitting at like 30 bucks. Incredible, incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. And where would you sort of attribute the success to? Obviously everything's kind of compounds over time. Yeah. Um, but when you look at Facebook, um, you have the targeting, which you guys are doing terrifically well, you, you yeah. know, all your, your segment, and then you have your creatives, um, which you alluded to, which is more user generated content. Um, so where do you think the biggest lever points has, um, has, you know, has led to you pretty much half in your CPA? Yeah, I think it's been one, uh, getting stronger and stronger creative in the beginning. We really were so dry on content. We'd have one or two videos. And now I'm getting videos on my phone. But when we hang up, I'll probably have a new video submitted that we could go monetize. So mm-hmm. we're always testing new and for newer, better videos and better CPAs on, on the video side. But also as our brand's getting stronger, the comment section and the trust is really starting to develop. We're no longer, oh, that volleyball net on Facebook that I may or may not get if I put my credit card in. Or, oh, Susie from Arkansas says, Hey, I set this up in my backyard and my kids played it for seven hours. We love it. You go to our site. We have Walmart, Target, Wilson, all the biggest brands in the world. We're, we're legit now. We're not just some Facebook brand. We're, we're a real brand. And that's crazy. Cause we're just still like, we're just still kids like having fun and we don't <laughs> feel like incredible. we're that big brand, you know, it, it's a wild feeling, but we have that branding now and it, it's crazy. So the results are really starting to kind of come in. So if I heard you right, the major level of points has been on brand. Yeah. Brand awareness, just that brand pool. And, um, you know, the fact that they, they have, um, you know, various, um, memory points, you know, um, so they have brand recall. So they exactly when I went to Greece of all places, you know, I, I saw, I saw a cross net. Exactly. exactly. So when, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Interesting. Super, super interesting. Okay. Um, so what do you, do you think CPA is going to go further down, um, you know, over time? I think right now we're, we're kind of in this situation, unfortunate situation, but everybody's glued to their phones and their tablets and their computers, and there's nothing else to do, but yeah. look for better days. So our messaging has changed from granted. We're always going to be, Hey, buy now with this discount, but it's more like get pumped. Hopefully in a month, things are going to be better <laughs> and you can go outside and play. 
So it's, it's gone from a, a bye, bye, bye to a look forward to better days to come. And imagine how much fun it's going to be to be in your backyard playing cross net or at the beach. Yeah. The, the empathy is most important now in, um, in, in marketing and, you know, on my Facebook group, um, the, I shared a, a brand that um, actually puts a COVID-19 sale. As in, I was just like, you know, <laughs> how, how low can you, you know. The $19 or, off? No, they, they said give, we're giving 10% um, to your to, to hospitals in your area. So, but yeah. I just, that was not very, that yeah. was not very nice. No, no. Okay, so um, back to CrossNet. Um, what what other channels besides Facebook have you experimented? You know, over um, the course of um, your the, the growth, you know, trajectory. Yeah. So our our biggest thing is capturing emails. Uh, I've been a very strong proponent of this since we started the business. If I could cap ten percent of the customers onto our site, and I know we have five or six thousand a day, sometimes that email list is building very rapidly. We're probably at 80 to 100K last time I checked. And I haven't even checked this month how big it is, but essentially it just keeps growing over time. Mm -hmm. And if we're investing the resources, which we now are with a professional email marketing team to build high quality content, we're going to see our email revenue grow. So we we grew in the last four months from less than like 2%. And now we're getting up to like 15% of our revenues done through email, which is great. Incredible. So what's your email capture strategy? So right now we have two, two different levers that we pull. One, when you get to the site, uh, within a few seconds, we don't want it to be too spammy. But when you're on the site for about five, I think it's seven seconds, uh, you'll get a pop-up that says, hey, you like free money. We love free money. Just kind of something on brand with us. Uh, here's 10 bucks off. Okay. And then we have that iconic spinner wheel. Okay. I hate it, hate it, or love it, but it, it gives us the results. And uh, you close the page, you get that spinner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. Got it. Got it. So CrossNet, win a free CrossNet, feeling lucky, spin the wheel for a chance. Exactly. So what, what what kind of conversion rates are you looking uh, right now? Email like, conversion rates. We're looking at like on on that spin to win thing. We're capping like fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah, we're getting an email on on um, first time customer segments or yeah. Okay. Okay. So and then do do you do anything? Okay. Okay. All right. Makes sense. And then Once where does this pipe email. into? Yeah. So this all pipes into Klaviyo. Oh, Klaviyo. Yeah. yeah. They sponsor so from, us. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So really from cool. there, um, anybody who ordered this so there's different segments we have. If you, we get your email, you get funneled into a welcome series. Mm-hmm. The welcome series isn't just one email. It's a series of like seven or eight emails mm-hmm. uh, that are basically like, here's what you need to know about CrossNet. Like, here's what you're missing out on. Here's the best video we've seen this month. So we're really trying to drive that customer home. And then if you do order, you go down a different segment of here's how you unbox the game. Here's how you set up. Here's the rules. Like, here's what you need to know. Here's a guidebook broken down into. Exactly. And as we mature, we'll get better at that. I'd like to see a segment for gym teachers. It's hard to really navigate that, but because sometimes gym teachers will just plug in their address and it looks like a normal customer, but it would be great to put them in a bucket of, Here's curriculum. Here's how the gym teacher over in New York is using the game. So really want to get smarter on that in 2020. uh, We're going to have to ask ask them to identify themselves at some point. Exactly. 
then just funnel them through. Yep. This is incredible. You know, and what about other acquisition channels? Have you ever tried, have you tried Google, YouTube ads, oh, yeah. you know, um, retargeting um, with yeah. the Adderall and all that? So Exactly. Yeah. So we're doing uh, YouTube pre-roll ads, which is going well. I think uh, for those, it would be nicer to have a, actually, we'll probably split test it and see if we, the user generated content between or versus a high quality like studio video, what would perform better. Uh, okay. So we're doing YouTube ads. We're definitely doing tons of Google ads, Google shopping, uh, Google AdWords. And then also what else we're doing? We're doing Pinterest. We're doing tons on Twitter. So is YouTube working? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I really can't tell you if YouTube's working. It's not working enough where I can look at you in the face and say, Hey, we're doing great things on YouTube. Cause that's a okay. lot, but we're trying. So, so what's the split in terms of spend? Does, they, does Facebook get like 80% of spend versus yeah, all yeah. the other? Okay. Yeah. Facebook's at 80%. I'd say Google's like 20 and then actually probably 19 and the rest is like 1%. So. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um, for, I think, so um, should we do a fire? I think we should do a fire. We should, we should do a lightning round. Yeah. All right, cool. I, th- yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me put up the questions um, and we'll, we'll, we'll just get right into it. How do you hire people? Um, I identify for weaknesses. So I look at myself and I know what I suck at. I know what I'm good at. And then I try to find somebody who kind of fits the bucket of what I need and what my budget is for that job. So if it's okay. customer service, a little bit less than a senior coder who has 20 years of experience who could really build my website a little bit better. And then, yeah. Okay. Um, what are your three indispensable tools for managing CrossNet? Uh, <laughs> tools? Uh, FaceTime. We use FaceTime ridiculously amounts. Um, Skype. I talked to all my freelancers on Skype. And then uh, Google Drive. Everything lives in the drive. Awesome. Okay. Question three. Um, what's been your best mistake to date? I mean, a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. Um, so we started shipping a lot of product to influencers in the beginning. And with the 20 pound product and the product cost we have, it really ran us dry pretty quickly. We ran out of a lot of cash and we were just sitting there spamming them. Hey, can you set up the net? Can you set up the net? And they're like, it's December 12th. It's snow on the ground. We're not setting up the net. And eventually we lost just a lot of money. And now we realize influencer marketing isn't really for us. Let's just get the organic customers. Exactly. Uh, Live and learn. You do. You do. If you were to look at yourself five years ago, what what advice would you give your five-year-old, your your five-year, five years ago self? Uh, Stay patient. I'm, I'm a patient guy as it is, but be a little bit more patient. Things will all work out. And life changes really quickly. So be prepared for it. Are you a morning person? No, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be good at it. This is my first thing of the day, but I like to go to bed at two, three. Uh, I like watching my Netflix. So, okay. Um, what two things can't you live without? Uh, lately, being inside, apparently, I can't live without the gym. I really miss just working out. Uh, I, every day I go for at least an hour or so. Yeah. Um, and in my laptop, I'd be broke without my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, finally, um, what book are you reading? Right now, uh, just downloaded it 10 seconds ago. I got you. Oh, well, Bob Pfeiffer, uh, Double Your Profits is my all-time favorite book. Give me that. Now I'm reading A Random Walk Down Wall Street. Oh, well, interesting. Three pages in. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it, it's been incredible, incredible um, having you, Chris. I'm um, your fun guy, you know, selling a fun product, you know, fun brand, actually. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you just met all my expectations. You didn't disappoint <laughs> at all. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. So for guys who want to, um, you know, connect, connect with CrossFit, Cross, CrossNet first. So go to crossnetgame.com. Um, fantastic fun site. Um, I can see, you know, loads of people, there are lots of demos of the product. Um, for people who want to connect with you, are you active on any social media channels or should they just stick to CrossNet? No, I mean, you can stick there, but if you want to message me, go to cross, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Chris Mead pop okay. up pretty quickly. And then, uh, Chris at crossnetgame.com. If you have any questions, happy to help. Incredible. Thank you so much for Chris for, for turning up. Yeah, man. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.